0: Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast, where our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so they can lead like Jesus. I'm Gian Lemmy, and I'm joined by my co-hosts Jim Good and Chad Simpson. Hey guys, what's up, Gene? Hey Gian. We haven't been together for a while. We've been going our separate ways. Um, we even had some go uh, some guest hosts coming in. Um, Chad, my first question is, how is baby girl doing?
1: Ah, uh, thanks for asking. We got a. Uh a uh, 9 9 week old baby Kate she's a uh, precious she's a gift and you know we don't want to complain but there's there's definitely the challenges of some sleepless nights and and those questions why are you why are you crying right now you know but um <laughs> it's been fun our older our older three kids are older this time around and that's been a gift to kind of watch them uh, care for baby Kate
0: yeah Jim you have teenagers and you still ask them why are you crying right now right? I do. They're
2: asking me why I'm crying <laughs> because I'm paying for all their uh, all their food that they eat. A grocery shopping has turned into like a nightmare with teenage boys, but we're blessed.
0: Awesome. Awesome. We, we want to
2: get together in December and just
0: talked about a little bit of seasons of rest and how as coaches, as leaders, we need to figure out what our schedules look like so that we can incorporate rest into our season. Chad, how do you incorporate rest into your job and into family life and those things?
1: Man, right off the bat, tough questions from G-Man. Now, I feel uh, as I think about the coaching career, you know, we had to we had to learn, you know, like the first year that you're going through it, you just don't know what's coming up. You're going week to week. You're, you're always like two weeks behind. Right. And I feel as you go through season one, season two, season three, you start to add some of that. The forecasting of what's coming ahead, and you're able to reflect, talk with the spouse, to know what's, what's uh what's it been like in the past, and so yeah, I feel just first to just probably have grace, grace that we're not gonna have it perfect uh each each season, but I think as we grow as coaches, we'll start to be able to to forecast and predict and know when we need a a vacation, when we need to just take a Monday off, um so we can prolong our our excellence and our our growth but yeah that'd be that'd be my first thought g-man
0: yeah what was a mistake you made when you just started coaching tennis and and now you look back and you're like oh i should have done that different
1: oh man probably checking emails uh 24 hours a day and uh i think as i reflect on just the christmas break coming up you know for us as tennis coaches the spring season's the the big one and so you're always trying to sneak in a last minute player, but out of my seven years as a head coach, I know six of them, we were like pressing that, that last minute trying to get one recruit through the admissions and uh, you know, admission shuts it down for two weeks at Christmas. And we're like, come on, just, just check the box, let them into the school. But I think that was just added stress partly on my, you know, delaying the recruiting process and needing to get something in, in the last few weeks. But um, yeah, I remember year seven, Uh, That Christmas break was so sweet because I wasn't uh, trying to recruit a player in to get him in January 1.
0: Yeah, I remember one time I got a phone call from my compliance officer on Christmas Day saying, hey, this girl just became eligible. And I was like, that is nuts that everyone is still working on Christmas Day. But that was a Christmas miracle because we thought she was not going to get clear to play. Um, Jim, how about you? How do you handle the seasons when you were a coach and maybe now? that you work in ministry, how do you handle the seasons of rest and work?
2: Well, looking back and reflecting, I would give myself an F, probably an F minus in my 20s and 30s, because my personality, those who know me is go, 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 A type personality. And I just automatically assumed, you know, activity meant achievement. And I would brag on my multitasking. Look how much I can do. I can balance this, 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 and this. And um, man, not until about in the 40s, when you start figuring things out that you don't actually know it all, you start slowing down a little bit. And I think the good leaders, the great leaders are able to delegate and able to realize that they don't have to do it all. And once you kind of understand that concept, um, it it really opens up your eyes and your leadership. And I think for me uh, too, God has ways of slowing you down. And if you don't do it yourself, man, he will find a way. It could be COVID. It could be injury. It could be an illness. It could be just something at home. And I look back in my life and there were times that I knew now I know God was slowing me down. And I'm just reminded of that verse coach, be still, and know that I am God. So we need to find those um, rhythms of rest and just kind of recharge and It doesn't always have to be go, go, go. And I wish I could go back in my 20s and 30s and, and figure out a way to get that.
0: Yeah. For basketball coaches or other coaches that are in season during the holidays, that can be tough. You know, yeah. Chad and I can't relate because we were mostly a spring sport. But what are some of the things that now you're working with college coaches mostly what are you telling them you know as the season's still ramping up but you got the holidays where the family kind of expects a little bit of the yeah. slowing down a little bit more intentional time together um how, how can they maneuver that
2: well one thing that i'm learning is depending on your family and where your the age of your kids are at but including them you know especially when my kids got older um I was able to bring my wife and my kids on trips. And, you know, I wasn't able to do that one, of course, when they were real young, but uh, for that middle-aged coach that might have some kids that are elementary age, they're out of school to, to include them on a trip and then bring them. And and I just look at some of these coaches that are being able to play in tournaments and see pictures of their family. And they kind of, kind of, work slash vacation in the middle of it. And that's really, really cool. And then I would just say this, um kind of what comes to my mind is the opportunities that you are given for basketball coaches, it could be July, August, take advantage of those times, the family time. And for me, it was kind of like Uh, depositing into the bank because honey, it's coming up, you, you know, November, December, January, are going to be crazy. So June, July, August, this is really where I'm trying to get more of that family time, maybe a trip, maybe a weekend. And so just being intentional about planning, uh, because you know, what you know, the storm's coming as far as, you know, coaching.
0: Yeah. that's great. I I love that. I think I, I listened to a podcast one time and they talked about how, work-life balance is kind of a myth that if you're actually always striving for work-life balance, you grow frustrated because it's almost impossible to achieve, right? But as you understand that there are seasons and that you don't cheat one season for another, you know, when there's recruiting season, there's recruiting season. And, you know, your family has to be a part of the discussion as well. So they understand what's coming up, you know, like the, ever since October, my life has been so busy. We've had almost 500 tennis matches on campus being played. Right. And I have to be present at every single one of them. And so my wife and the kids know like daddy, October and a little bit of November is going to be very busy. But that means that in a few weeks we get to go to Brazil and hang out by the beach, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I think, but the moment, you know, if I go back, if I'm in Brazil and I'm taking five hours of that out of the day to go do more work, then my family is going to feel cheated. You know, because yeah. I'm not keeping my my side of the bargain. What do you think about that, Jeff?
1: Yeah, I feel yeah, just being present, being present where you're at, you know, when you're at work, 100% giving your all. And when it is time to be home, I feel like we're tempted with that to, to yeah, keep, keep giving attention there. But um, I think it kind of leads into uh, just for the interviews coming up. One of the guys uh, that I got to interview is Jeremy Pryor. He runs an organization called Family Teams, and we're going to release that here in December. And it'll be just a great episode to reflect on and um, and think through how are you leading at, at home. And he has a, a quote. I don't know if he came up with it or somebody else. But he said, who you are in a week is who you are. And uh, I think it is important to know like, cycles come throughout the year, annual cycles up and down. But each week as well, we need to be running our lives, running our families in a way that's not just running them into the ground. Um, so who you are in a week is who you are, and and you know if if you love your week, you know you're going to love your year. Um, so trying to be strategic and organizing your your work week, trying to get a rest day in there uh, to really re- rejuvenate, I think is is key.
2: Yeah, and that'll lead into love that, it. and looking forward to hearing that, Chad. And what I love about our podcast is you know being part of the the trifector here you know we have different personalities and different styles of interviewing so tuesday morning is always a highlight of mine to to uh, listen to not only the the guest but also the 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 uh you know interview and and who's leading that and so i think that's what's unique about our podcast and uh i'm excited as chad keller has been um, a friend of mine for the past 20 plus years, but he's an assistant coach at a division two school here in Florida, Daytona Beach, battling cancer. And you would not even know this seeing this guy, but he's a warrior. He's a fighter. And it just reminds me of, you know, coaches when we tend to focus on ourselves and we, we look inward, there, there's always going to be different challenges. Maybe that tough loss, that recruitment loss, uh, going through some personal things. But here, here's a guy that's just given it his all with a, an incredible attitude. Uh, I was at a practice, and he was getting his treatment and having the chemo being dripped in, leading a defensive drill. And I'm like, what in the world is this dude doing? And, uh, man, he just gets me motivated to get up, to keep serving. So I'm excited for you guys to hear the conversation we had with Coach Keller.
0: Yeah. Well, While we're giving spoilers for the month of December, then I'll plug in my interview. Um, and I got to interview Addison Bevere, who is the son of Lisa and John Bevere. And um, he's done tremendous work um, working with his parents. Um, but now, you know, he, he, he recently wrote a book on prayer and it caught my attention. I listened to his interview with another podcast and I was like, oh, I got to have him on the Christian Coach podcast because I think prayer is one of those words where it's just out there in the ether and it can mean so many different things um but it was great to have Addison on the podcast and talk about what is what is the true meaning of prayer and what is the true purpose of prayer and he does he did a great job explaining that his book um it's called words with god does a great job of explaining all those things and he Debunk some myths about prayer, and and it, it was just a fun conversation to have as we lead into a new year for us mm-hmm. all to have a better prayer life. I thought it was really really cool.
1: Yeah, no, and that's that's really good. I I love the opportunity to hear from uh, you guys, interview, and just learn from from your wisdom. And I'm I'm taking notes as I listen. Um, but yeah, just I feel as we do re- reflect on on rest here in December as people are getting uh, a break. It, it does just remind me of, yeah man, I'm I was horrible, I was horrible at that. and I still struggle, you know in my role as a chaplain and uh, I think a lot of people struggle with that. Uh, that to just turn, turn things off, slow things down, be present with the Lord, be present with, with loved ones. And so uh, I think for all of us heading into, why are we doing this podcast? Why are we serving as chaplains? Like we, we hope that you all will learn from our mistakes and, and do better than what we did. And so uh, we're in it with you coaches and just know that it's, it's not easy, but, but it's a battle and we, we keep fighting.
0: Yeah. Does anybody have anything else to add? Last few words of 2023. Before we get into a new year, Chad, have you picked your word for twenty twenty four? you're a word guy.
1: I'm a word guy. The word, the words was coming to me here uh, leading up to Thanksgiving, as uh, the appetite, as the appetite was coming in. Uh, the word nourish, the word nourish was just heavy on my heart, and uh, I think that'll be my word for next year. Just uh, number one, be nourished by the Lord, be filled up by Him, and then uh, as we go and speak. Um, to nourish, obviously nourish my wife, serve her, nourish my kids and my words, but also just nourish by sharing the the word of God uh, wherever we get to go.
0: I thought that was just an excuse to eat more next (laughs) year. No, great great
2: (laughs) word. I'll I'll be honest. uh, I am scared. I'm nervous. This will be my sixth year picking my word. And I look back over the past five years, uh, I chose uh, serve, surrender, ready, go, victory. And so each year, I just look back, and God did some big, scary things on some of the words that I chose, and those words became lifestyles and major career changes. And so I honestly, I'm going into it a little a little apprehensive, excited, but just kind of like, all right, God, I'm praying through this word, and I really want it to be something that he gives me. So got a little bit more time, but excited about uh, choosing that word for 2024. Awesome. G? Awesome.
1: What what about you, G Man?
2: Uh you know, I don't
0: pick words, but um I just picked the Lord. Just kidding. That's that a that was a Ooh. Jesus juke right there. Um no, but um one word that I've been thinking about a lot is uh pace. And mm. I think it comes with rest and those things. I am my, I, I read a book and it talked about the difference between high achievers and high performers, right? I want to be a high achiever. I don't want to be a high performance that is 100% of the time. Like Jim said, just productivity, productivity. I get so much done. I do all these things, but figure out those rhythms of life, you know? We, as a small group in church, we've been studying Sabbath. Like, how can I incorporate Sabbath into my weekly rhythm? And that's hard in today's society. It's really, really hard. But the more I study the more I look into it I'm like the more I crave it you know I think we all crave that rest and so pace will be my uh will be my word for the for the unofficial word for the year
1: nourish pace and to be continued, to
0: be continued <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, All right guys great again to see you um, talk with you guys another year in the books 2024 is going to be amazing. And uh, we'll catch you on the other side.
1: And don't forget that the mission field is right where you're at.